This is from the Igris Kodesh, the Holy Letters of the Rebbe, on the fourth volume. And this is uh, dated on the eighth day of Kislev, in the year Tovshin Yudalev, uh, Brooklyn. This is getting really towards the end of 1950. Uh, you know, it's, it's getting to Hanukkah time, you know, when the uh, calendar year changes. Um, so this was in Tovshin Yudalev, and uh, the Rebbe is writing this letter, addressing to the letter to Shlomo. Uh, Shlomo, that is Shlomo Matasov. Um, Shlomo Matasov is actually, he was in Morocco, and his son-in-law is, is a member of our congregation. You know, Dr. Emmanuel Palatinsky. You know Emmanuel Palatinsky? Is that the doctor? The, the doctor that sits up front here? The cancer, cancer researcher? Yes. Right. That's his son-in-law. Really? He married his daughter. They grew up from Morocco. His name was Shlomatso. So is here... Is an actor? Here's a, a letter. Why an actor? I thought you said actor. What's no. son-in-law do? You know, he's a cancer researcher. Oh, oh but I'm saying... Who, 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 what? Yeah. So what's the relationship? What we? I'm sorry. So son-in-law. It's his son-in-law. Okay. It's his son-in-law. So here, uh, the Rebbe responding to his letter that he wrote Rosh Chodesh Kislev. This is eight days later. The Rebbe says, "I'm quickly answering, and it is my opinion that you must stay strong. Uh, that, in your opinion, that uh, you are one of those." Uh, who had the special privilege to participate in one of the branches of the work of my father-in-law, the Rebbe, Arena Koros Mishkova. You have uh, uh, the, the, the uh, special privilege of being there, especially such a branch which actually serves to uh, spread out the wellsprings to the outside in the very literal sense, because they were teaching the teaching of Hasidus to all the people over there. And what does it mean, literally what it means? The Rebbe says literally it means to bring the wellsprings to the uh, continent of Africa, to the country of to Africa and to all the different uh, places there. And also... Uh, to spread it out between those groups who, in the meantime, uh, they're called chutzah. You see, when the Baal Shem Tov, the founder of the Hasidic uh, movement, this was during Rosh Hashanah, one time during the services, the rabbi and the great holy rabbis, they had a, a spiritual elevation in which their soul would sort of go up into the holy worlds up there, spiritual worlds, and they would have various different encounters with souls and with righteous people that used to live on this world. And also, there is a room in which Mashiach, a compartment or a place where Mashiach is. So when he came next to the Mashiach's compartment over there, his, his place, he asked Mashiach, after the discussions with him, he asked them, when will you come? Because everybody's waiting for the Messiah, and we're waiting and waiting. He asked them, when will you come? So his answer to him was, when your well springs, 
wellsprings, he was referring to the teaching of Hasidus as the wellsprings. Because just like a well, when you are thirsty and you quench your thirst, uh, you are really sort of, your eyes open up, you are really delighted from the fresh, clear, crisp water you drink from a well. So the Hasidic teaching, in a way, is compared to a well. Because one who learns it, and one who consumes that, quenches his thirst, becomes enlightened, becomes <coughs> spiritually, intellectually, everything really elevated. So he referred to the teachings of Hasidic, he called them your wellsprings. Your meaning the Baal Shem Tov's wellsprings, because they were the teachings of the Hasidic teachings of the Baal Shem Tov. He said, when your wellsprings will reach to the outside, what does it mean reach the outside? So in this context, Rebbe says, outside means to people who have not learned Hasidic uh, thought yet. Sometimes you have people that learn the Torah, they learn the Chumash, they learn the Talmud, but they don't have the Hasidic insight. They're considered on the outside. And what we have to do, we have to bring the wellsprings to the chutzah, to the outside. Uh, so he says, uh, this is one of your tasks, the Rebbe is telling this to Rabbi Matasov. He's saying to Rabbi Shlomo Matasov, this is one of your tasks, is to bring them in. Bring those people in and to place them in the corner of light, of the light of Torah, with, with, together with the luminary of it, which is the esoteric inner part of the Torah, which is the teaching of Hasidus. So the Rebbe is telling him that it's you have the privilege and you have the responsibility that you are in a community where although they may know the regular Torah, but you have the responsibility to spread out Hasidus there. Good. Now the fact that there were, and there still might be some difficulties, some things that prevent that delay. So it means, you know, people, people weren't easy. Some people objected. They don't want bring in anything new, new insight, new light. No, no, we're, we're just fine with what we know. So the Rebbe is saying, the fact that there were, and perhaps there are still some things that hold back, that only proves how precious, how important this, this matter is. And that's why when something is important, as we know in the teaching of Hasidus, that explains the concept of yoiker, the word yoiker. What does the word yoiker mean? In Yiddish, you can translate it both: shver and tayer. Yoiker can mean heavy, and it can mean precious, expensive. So, which means things that are precious are heavy. So, in other words, if it's so meaningful to teach them Hasidus, that's why there is a objection. That's why there is. So, the fact that people are not are not right away accepting you, making it easy for you, doesn't mean that you should stop. On the contrary, it means that it's precious. And usually we, uh, we see that, we say that normally when there is things that come hard for you, 
that means that they're most important. Like Yoiker is, is means Shverun Tire. The Rebbe writes, I've already written in the introduction to the pamphlet that was given out in honor of Yutis Kislev. Yutis Kislev was the day of liberation of the Alta Rebbe, the first Rebbe. A Rebbe said, I pointed out shortly with regards to the expression of Mashiach, when he used the expression, as I mentioned before, Yofutsu Mainos Chutzah, that the wellspring should be spread out to the outside. So the uh, known halacha is that when you have well water, water, they have the ability to also purify water that is drawn and especially, but on the condition that they don't cut, they're not cut off from their source. So basically, in order to be a kosher mikvah, in order to be a kosher mikvah, you have, to, you have one of two options. Either it's live water, like well water, and a mikvah, what a mikvah does, it purifies. If a person is impure and you immerse in the mikvah, then you become pure. So there is two types of mikvahs. One mikvah is a well water, which is a live water, which is fed from underground from a well. The other one is rain water, which is called a mikvah because it's a gathering of water. But if you just have drawn water, which means if you take water with a bucket and you fill up, that's called mayim shuvim. That's called drawn water. And that's not fit. You can't immerse yourself in just in drawn water. That doesn't qualify. That's not going to... What? He says like this. So, if you have a body of water over here, which is drawn water, it's not fit for a mikvah. But if you pull a well and connect it to that water, then this water becomes kosher to immerse too. But there's one condition, that you can't have this water cease. It has to be connected all the time to the source. If it's connected to the source, it can even clean these water. This is like in the Mishnah and the Kvois Perikei, that a well that you have passed over a pool of water, that pool becomes kosher. However, if you have a well that interrupted, stopped, okay, so it's not considered anymore a well, and it cannot be matire, it cannot purify it. That is how the Tzamech Tzedek, the third Lubavitch Rebbe, decides in Shal's Tzuvis Yeridez, it's just references based on the view of the Raiva, the Rajba, Rambam, that the Mishnah is talking about it's not like the view of the Marik brought down by And even according to the Marik, a, a pool that is full of water, it's only like a well when it's. Um, um, connected to the source. Okay, so now, additional condition, the Rebbe says, according to the Rambam, that the well water need to go out of the pool. So, 
you, what do you have there? You have a pool over here, and you have well water coming into the pool, and then the water continues to go outside of the pool. Then the pool of water is kosher. So the Rebbe says, so what does this mean? This is a halacha. But what does it mean? To, what has it got to do with spreading Yiddishkeit in, in Casablanca, in Morocco? What has it got to do with this? So the Rebbe says like this. Similar in this concept of spreading out the wellsprings on the outside. So the water, when we influence, when we teach, when we give, when a chosid, a rabbi, teaches Torah to somebody else, so we need to make sure that the water, that the teaching, that what we're doing, that we are tied, that those water are connected, they're tied in their source. We got to tie them. How do we tie them to the source? By us tying ourselves to the leader of our generation, the previous Rebbe, who is the Baal Shem Tov of our generation. The Rebbe is referring to his father-in-law, to the Rebbe, as the Baal Tov of our generation. And according to the Rambam, there is an additional condition that you need that the well water should expand even further. So that means that you cannot be satisfied the fact that you are it means if you're wet enough you're so moist that if somebody will touch you he'll become wet. That's a, that's a concept in halacha which we call so that means that you're moist enough so if somebody touches you they'll become moist. But that's not sufficient. Over here we mean that it should be in such a way that the toifeyach, that that, the moisture that comes from you should be enough moisture so that the one who gets wet from you should also be toifeyach. That's how much it has to be. Similar to the well water that don't remain in the pool, but they impact that the water should go outside of the pool and they impact their in, the influence on outside and outside and in the, in, in the outside. Uh, so basically what the Rebbe is saying here is that don't do your own thing. Don't feel yourself like your own ego, like you are a somebody. Make sure that what you're giving over, you're giving over is the Rebbe's. In other words, you're connected to the Rebbe, not your own self. Mm-hmm. And also, according to the Rambam, make sure that what you give over to the other person, he will give it over yet to another person. So make the other person also into someone who's going to give over. And the Rebbe said many times that uh, you don't have to be a, a, a rabbi or be an ordained rabbi in order to teach. He says, even if somebody knows, let's say, Aleph and Bet, and the other one only knows Aleph, you teach him the Bet. So, in other words, everybody has a responsibility, and everybody has an obligation to go ahead, to reach out, to teach. So, the Rebbe says, the proof that what you're doing is valid, if you teach somebody and then you impact the other person to go ahead and teach somebody else, that means that you're a good teacher. That means that you're connected. That means that the wellspring has gone into you, that you're connected to the wellspring, and the wellspring is further good. And the Rebbe says, this is also hinted in the letter, in Geres HaKodesh Chavzayin, 
of the Stalkenics with the beer in both of them. Uh, and it says, Godel, Gedule, Gedulim. Uh, there's three expressions grown, the grown, and the grown from that was grown. Meaning, and uh, in the expansion of our Chazal, it says, so there's three generations: your children, and your uh, your from you, your children, and your children's children. So that means that to give on, you're the middleman, and you're from you are connected to picha, and then you give it over to the grandchild. And the Rebbe blesses him with success that he should settle together with his wife there physically and spiritually and it's amazing how uh, the Rebbe um, this is see, this is, we're talking about 1950 this, this, these people have just come from, from Russia after um, just uh, five years before left Russia and how the Rebbe is sending them out to this place to help the Jews over there in that community and uh, the Rebbe is expecting from them you know, a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of work. And then the Rebbe ends here at the bottom that he just got a letter uh, from 8th of Kislev uh, and they already wrote to Rebbe um, Mikhail Lipsker that he should tell him the details and together they should ask for permission to enter to Meknes, Meknes. I don't know. Meknes is it's near Casablanca, there, Morocco, over there. I don't know where where they're going over there. I mean, this is how the Rebbe sent uh, individuals to Africa, to Morocco, and then they were the basis, and they saved thousands and thousands of Jews who were they didn't have because a lot of Jews ran away to Israel. You know, when it got bad, the situation after the founding of Israel. So they went to, um, and the Lubavitch yeshivas held on, and the many uh, great rabbis went through to the through the Lubavitch education system. This is the Rebbe's work. Started with the previous Rebbe to strengthen Yiddishkeit all over the world, and it took a tremendous deal, a great deal of self-sacrifice from the Hasidim to go ahead and do that. So it's. Um, it's, it's 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 really amazing uh, all this uh, all this things take place. Okay.